From the Selfish Path to Romance, download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com. You can't stand alone. Give in. Learn to get along with people. Start to design the kind of buildings everybody else does. Then you'll be rich, you'll be famous, you'll be admired. You'll be one of us. Is that what disturbs you about me, Peter, that I want to stand alone? Is that it? And we've all had those experiences in our life where we feel like people are pressuring us. We're supposed to agree with them, whether it's our parents or our friends. We're supposed to go along and have the same opinions they have in movies, in uh, evaluating another person. And we don't feel that way inside. We have a very different evaluation. At that moment, what do you do? Do you speak your own mind? Do you keep quiet? Do you know how to tactfully speak your own mind if you choose to go that route? That's what psychological independence is about, your ability to gauge the situation and to speak your own mind properly. If it's an irrational person, then there may be times that it's just proper to walk away. But if it's a rational person, you try to reach the other person's mind and you you value yourself enough to state your point of view. That drop was from The Fountainhead. The Fountainhead is um, one of my favorite books by Ayn Rand, my favorite author. She's the author of Atlas Shrugged, too. If you want a phenomenal book that will even help you go, especially help you understand what's going on in our country today, I recommend Atlas Shrugged. It's a novel and it is a wonderful uh, eye-opener and um, opportunity for your own personal growth. Again, I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. My show is The Rational Basis of Happiness. My number is toll-free, 1-877-DR-KENNER. And I'm a clinical psychologist here to answer your questions. And right now, I want to welcome Sandra to the show. Sandra, you're dealing with your husband's anger? Yeah. Yeah, tell me what's going on. Well, like, there's sometimes, like, he's okay, like, he's okay during the day, and then there's, like, little things that bother him, and he gets very angry. Okay, you've and been... I wanted to see, what can I do to help him out? Are you in the crossfire of his anger? Are you the bullseye? No. You're not. So, when he gets angry, do your kids... Like, who gets it? Give me a, give me a typical scenario. Like say my daughter, like um, she's crying or she's throwing a tantrum. Yeah, he gets aggravated and he gets angry. And he, how old is your daughter? She's two years old. Okay, so terrible twos, right? Yeah. Okay, so she's just learning how to say a wonderful two-letter word, which is no. Yes. And he. Then he counters with a counter tantrum. He says no to her, or what goes on? Like, she would, he would tell her, well, go to your room, and she'll be like, no. So he would get mad and be like, you need to go to your room, and she'll say it again, no, and he would get after her and put her back in the room. Okay, and so... he keeps coming in and out, in and out. So he, if you were to ask him, what might he, what does he think is going through your little daughter's mind, your two-year-old's mind? Right, and you want to have a civilized method of civilizing two-year-olds. Yeah, and, and what I tell him is, like, we, me and him can never sit down and talk because everything bothers him and everything, like, he gets mad to quick. So I cannot talk to him one-on-one because it's like he don't listen to me. He's like, whatever. 
what what do you think is up with this? I don't know. Was he always like this? Well, he's been like that since, like, his parents, like, they didn't care about him. Like, they lived him. Okay, it's hard for me to hear you. I think it's the phone connection. But go ahead, just if you say it clearer. Hello? Okay, I think we lost Sandra. Um, let me give you some advice, Sandra, if you're still listening. Even if we got cut off, it sounded like I heard your husband in the background. The whole goal of dealing with a partner's anger is to first observe it, to understand it. What seems to trigger him? If it's your two-year-old daughter who's having tender tantrums, then you say, how come I'm not angry with her? And he's angry with her. I see her as just a two-year-old learning how to be independent for the first time, learning how to say no. He sees her as, well, we can guess. We can guess that maybe your hubby sees your little daughter as, what a brat. She's defiant. She won't listen to me. There's no control in this house. And I'm the boss. I'm the big adult. And if I can't even get my two-year-old to do what I want, uh, what does that say about me? She, she better understand. She better go to her room right now. If you have that mindset, it is going to completely eat away at you and you're going to end up being at war, declaring war as an adult with your two-year-old. You don't want to go that route. You want to observe your child to figure out what your child is up to. What do you think is going on? For example, um, later on in the show, I will be talking with a woman who is an expert in dealing with young kids. And she, her name is Cornelia Lockich, so stay tuned for that. And you actually want to try to figure out what is what is it they want? If it's your daughter that's throwing a tantrum because she can't have her toys, then figure out what why can't she have her toys right now? Is it that uh, they're not her toys? It's a brother and sister's toys? Is it that it's time for bed right now? And then you need methods to deal with her. One of the things, if I couldn't, if I wanted to read a book right now or play with my toys and my husband pulled them away from me, I wouldn't be happy. And kids aren't either. If my husband said, oh, Ellen, I know how much you would like to play with your toys or how much you would like to read right now, but um, and you can do that tomorrow morning. Um, let me give you a big hug. It's bedtime right now. Now, obviously, I'm using my husband as an example here, but with two-year-olds, you would do the same thing. They're no different. I don't... So... Uh, what you want to do is to be able to understand what's going on through her mind, to prepare in advance for situations that seem to get under your husband's skin's skin. There are books on anger that if your husband were interested, he could use. One is uh, Dr. Weisinger's Anger Workout book. There's another book, The Anger Control Workbook by Matthew McKay and Peter Rogers that are helpful. There are worksheets. Of course, usually the anger, per, angry person does what your husband says, whatever, you know, walks away and he doesn't want to deal with it because it can seem too overwhelming. You don't want to get stuck in, um, in that mess. So I hope that helps. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. My show is The Rational Basis of Happiness, and I'm here to answer your questions. If you're having any difficulties with finances in your life, with friends, uh, problems that may you may not have spoken to with anybody else. Maybe there's an affair going on in your marriage. Maybe it's your husband or your wife, and you don't know how to deal with that. Uh, that can be very painful. That, that It's not that it can be. It is very painful. How do you deal with the betrayal of somebody that's been very close to you? Very, very difficult. 
Um, those are some of the topics we can talk about. So jot down my number. You can pick up the phone and give me a call. My number is toll-free, 1-877-DRKENNER, toll-free, 1-877-DR-KENNER. And my website is drkenner.com. Lots of information on my website, articles to read, books I recommend, and podcasts. So how do you parent? If you're a parent or if you're not a parent, think of how your friends parent when you observe them. Do they seem to micromanage their kids or maybe you're micromanaging your own kids? You know, we got to get up now. Time to get up for breakfast. Time to, time to brush your teeth. Uh, time to go to school now. Time to do your homework. Time to imagine someone micromanaging you. Do you like it? That doesn't work. That breaks down. That that will have a cost in your relationship with your child. You may be the opposite. You may be a hands-off parent. You know, my parents were so controlling that I just let my kids have free reign. And basically, my kids wear the crown in the family, and, and I'm there to serve them. You know, parents don't actually put it in those words. But the kids learn how to micromanage you. Mom, I need a ride to the mall. Mom, I need you to take me here. Mom... I need your help on this. Now, it's nice for kids to ask for help, but when they're telling you how to run your life, Mom, you can't go out today because I need you to X, Y, Z. You need to figure out how to deal with that situation, too, so you don't want to micromanage your kids and you don't want them to micromanage you. Coming up next, we will talk with a parenting coach, Cornelia Lockage, who is an expert in dealing with young kids. And the same principles, though, apply to older kids and to anybody in your life. The idea of treating someone decently, working to listen to them, to understand them, to let them know you're listening to them, to uh, encourage them to listen to you. So if you're yelling at them, people shut down. If someone's yelling at me, I'm not going to listen. And to then... um, figure out how to work together towards a solution to whatever problem you're dealing with. Again, I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. You can jot down my uh, number. It's toll-free, 1-877-DR-KENNER on the rational basis of happiness. And my website is drkenner.com, D-R-K-E-N-N-E-R.com. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance by Drs. Kenner and Locke. Many people with a strong religious upbringing have been imbued with the belief that sex is not a glorious union of mind and body, but rather a duty, a guilty pleasure that one should not think or talk about. This causes problems in relationship after relationship. Consider the case of Dirk and Susanna. Susanna had a few healthy sexual experiences in good relationships before she met Dirk. Although her sexual history bothered him, he nonetheless asked her to marry him. Susanna loved Dirk passionately and was unrepressed in her enjoyment of sex with him, but the more she enjoyed it, the more disturbed he felt. Because of his upbringing, he believed that true love was spiritual and felt that Susanna's capacity for sexual pleasure proved that she was depraved. He divorced her over this issue and ruined his own happiness in the process. He lost a loving wife. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and at Amazon.